Welcome back to Not 97 live from Digilog Day. This is part two of our marathon live interviews as a part of Digilog Day's Music Discovery Media Hub. Part one includes conversations with budding artists from Nyla XO to Tamane Robbins, DZH, and Leia the Leo. Here we have sit downs with Kerry Blue talking about organizing his own music festival, Cedric Brazil on how real R&B is here to stay, and Prez Harris on the art of the posse cut. Live from Digilog Day, this is not a podcast, this is not a radio show, this is Not 97. Enjoy. Kerry Blue. What's up, man? How are you? Welcome to 997. Yo, yes, I appreciate it, man. Thank nice you for having you. me. Hell yeah. Welcome Thank to you. Digilog Day. How you living? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm tired, bro. Uh, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a lot to do last week. I had a festival last week. Okay. Um, Did you have and- a show last night? Not last no, night. Not last night. I went to the I went to the opening party though, and it was baby lit. But yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was already like, yo, I'm having two drinks and I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't be out all night. Um, and I thought I would have some time this week to just like recuperate. And then Jose, the homie, uh, came to one of the festival shows last week. He was like, yo, you know we doing it next week, fam. Like you got to pull <laughs> up. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess we're yeah. here. So you know, I'm good. I'm blessed, man. I'm I'm booked and busy. And uh, this is what I wanted my life to be. So, yeah, you know, man. we're here. Before we fully get into the festival that you threw, um, you want to just introduce yourself real quick? Absolutely. About what you do and where you come from? Uh, my name is Kerry Blue. Uh, I'm an artist first. Uh, I uh, come from North Carolina. Let's uh, go. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Trey Folks. Shout out to all my people in the Trey. Let's go. Um, and uh, I've been in New York for about 11 years, um, learning and evolving and becoming better at the craft and um, moved into education for a while. I taught music at high school, um, uh, A-Tech High School, love them, shout out to them. Um, and uh, now I'm fully immersed in the music, uh, creating, uh, curating, um, and doing some uh, consulting for artists around. So, you know, I, I got my hands full right now, man. Nice. We we back to back North Carolina artists, so I gotta. I know. So I gotta say it. The yeah. guy that came before you was, yeah. also was from North Carolina. I'm from North Carolina. Wait, where are you from? Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, 704. So, yeah, yeah, 704. And then my wife, she went to Winston Salem State for a second. Trey and then Paul, tra- baby. Transferred out. You already but know. She are uh, she. We already know about the whole. Uh, Raleigh, Durham, Winston Salem, yeah. Charlotte, all that good shit. Absolutely. Yeah, so, people think this is a podcast interview about music, but it's really just we're about, picking North Carolina. It's about, yeah, yeah, so we North Carolina. North Carolina reunion. Absolutely. That's it. I mean, Matt, you already got it set up for me. I got North Carolina artists and New Jersey artists. That's like my Fire. background. So that's Nothing what I'm going to be talking about all day. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But I mean, we can't talk about North Carolina. Like, you say you've been here 11 years. Um, but North Carolina is like that foundation for you. Absolutely. What, um, you know, North Carolina is very different from New York. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, over those 11 years, like what is it about North Carolina that set that foundation that you still kind of carry with you? Um, I, I think uh, there's two things. I grew up really poor. Um, and being poor in a place like North Carolina is very different than being poor in a place like New York City. When you're poor in North Carolina, you're with the poor people all the way around, right? Um, And so that spirit, that tenacity, that hustle that is uh, cultivated in those who have to kind of work themselves out of a situation is like prevalent 
in the communities that I grew up in. Everybody wants to get out and everybody's doing what they can in the same neighborhood to do that. In New York, I think it's a little bit different because you'll have a high rise that are, you know, projects, but then you'll have another high rise right beside it that are, you know, $5,000 a month yeah. and it's like really rich people. And you have access to more of those people and more of those things where you just don't, don't necessarily have that in North Carolina. Yeah. So I think my drive was cultivated in North Carolina. Um, and uh, I also think the ability to be around what's happening um, uh, I want it to be that. I want it to be around the stuff because it just wasn't. I would see it on TV, right? You see the MTVs and the BTs, the 106. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I saw 106 in Park and I was like, yo, I just want to be outside the <laughs> yeah. window. Bro. You know yeah, what I'm really, like, I just want to be outside. And I think uh, that being in North Carolina really pushed me to want those things yeah. uh, and, and to go to a place that had those things. So I ended up finding my way here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and can you kind of speak on, I guess, 10 years ago, it was definitely different in terms of exposure in North Carolina Absolutely. and like why you made that transition to come to New York and maybe how it how it's changed now when you go back to Winston um, and how that kind of affected your artistry. I think it's interesting because the, the year before I moved to New York, mm -hmm. I was living in Charlotte. OK. And uh, it was a very indie punk sound mm -hmm. that was prevalent in those places. The Snug Harbors, mm -hmm. um, the the North Ends and like all of that. Uh, Plaza Midwoods. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, And so it was like a very indie punk sound. Uh, shout out to the junior astronomers like my dogs, like they were amazing. But there wasn't a lot of hip hop. And there, was, there weren't a lot of people who were supporting hip hop artists mm -hmm. uh, like that. And so that move to New York helped me find community in hip hop. It helped me find uh, an art, art community that was very diverse and, um, and was looking to like bring other people in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it was just different. I think now you go back, Charlotte is lit right now. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Winston is lit. Like there are so many little outlets popping up um in north carolina that are great for artists shout to my uh my manager uh sammy j dot visions uh they're doing a lot of showcases down there it's a lot of people who are you know willing to go to extra distance for artists man so i, I, I definitely think it's an evolution of course it's not as fast as new york is but yeah. it's definitely an evolution it's happening i think there's just like not as many old heads yeah, in north nah, carolina nah. where it's like there's nobody to really blaze the path like right you got to just make it up on your own. Absolutely. It's not, you got like what? Ninth Wonder. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ski Beats. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And it's like all, everybody else hasn't really done much. Yeah. And you just making it up as you go. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, Dreamville. You got Dreamville. Yeah. Dreamville is the most recent. But they're um, bigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're and bigger. it's hard to get in touch with. Like you, you, yeah. you got to know somebody to know somebody. Right. Um, but maybe can you talk about maybe how that motivated you to do the festival in the first place? Uh, not having outlets in North Carolina and then creating something here that may give some exposure to artists? Yeah, man, I honestly, uh, North Carolina had nothing to do with the festival as far really? as like the development. It was me coming here and all the like shady ass promoters, fam. Like, it's like, bro. Oh yeah, New York got the worst promoters all the time. Bro, have y'all seen that Atlanta episode with the promoter who like yeah. slides in and out of walls yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. it's time to pay somebody? <laughs> it was that type of thing, bro. It was like, I would come up here and the promoters didn't promote. They didn't know how to promote. And there were five people there when you got there and they were promising you this big thing and like, 
I just got sick of it and I got sick of artists getting taken advantage of. So we started the festival mm -hmm. uh, with my two homeboys, Paul Murray and uh, Eric Anderson. Eric Anderson actually passed away a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so RIP to Eric, I love you, man. Um, but uh, we started it and it, at first it was just a showcase. It was mm -hmm. like, we're gonna get all the homies together your crowd gonna be with our crowd our crowd gonna be with your crowd like let's turn it out and we kept selling it out bro mm. we kept selling it out and so we expanded it from you know one day to i mean well a couple of hours to a day to three days and now we got you know seven plus days seven different venues crazy um crazy. 40 plus artists a songwriting camp like That's it's crazy amazing. man it's crazy i'm yeah. really thankful real impact yeah absolutely man it's 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 interesting to see uh the growth too especially when you get um the partners that we did last year we got uh or this year we got a bunch of partners distro kid mm. amuse.io uh pirate studios uh, rocked with us for the first like three years of us doing not yeah shout out to uh, amuse for yeah sure. yeah dope, man they're they're super dope man and so it, it, we were able to do a lot more i think the the one thing that people forget is that you got to have money bro yeah you got to have the money to do this shout out to digilog because the way that they're putting this on right now is beautiful it's an example yeah bro it's beautiful and man. it's an example and it's uh um not an example necessarily to all of us, but like an example of what's possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just thankful. So the, the festival is expanding next year. will be our 10 year. Nice. We're trying yeah. to go big, big, Ooh. big next year uh, and just expand on what we're doing. We're, we kind of see it as like a, a summer camp for uh, artists, right? Yeah, Where you can be out every single night, go to a show every night. Go to songwriting, uh, go to a songwriting camp, get your pictures, video. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it's going to be dope, bro. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to speak a little bit about your music as well. I appreciate it. Um, not And, and, and just kind of like thinking about like over the last, you know, you've been doing it for a minute over the last 10 years. Uh, how do you see like your sound has evolved or even like what you're trying to say with your music has evolved? I, um, when I was younger, uh, I started really doing music when I was in college and I had a guy tell me one day your taste is going to catch up with your talent. Mm, that's, that's a bar. And yeah. I, I didn't know what he meant. And now I do now, whatever I envision, I can put it out into the world, yeah. right? Whether that's like, uh, cause I call my sound raplectic soul. When I was a kid, I couldn't listen to rap music at all, but I could listen to pop. I could listen to soul. I could listen to the Kim and Anita Baker and the NSYNC yeah. and a, you know what I mean? And so now everything is such an amalgamation of that. And at the drop of a dime, I can create what I want to create. Yeah. And I think that that is coming together and it is uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's also it's also interesting to see those people that have been on that ride with me who've seen me like when I was trash and now they're like, bro, this shit is crazy. You know what I mean? Like I just released a song called figure four last week. Um, and it's doing really well. And I haven't played it for too many people yet that mm -hmm. didn't like it yeah. and don't get hype. And I, I, I'm a performer first. So everything that I make music wise, I'm always making with the vision of it being performed. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those that just like, it when it comes on it bro, goes up it's yeah. crazy it's crazy <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited about music right now i i 
I would love to work with one of these like indie companies, like one of the Epidemic Sounds or a Two Loss or Amuse.io that are really um, redefining what a label can look like yeah. and how it can look. Um, and I'm excited, man. I, I think the music is developing in a way that I never saw it um, saw it going. And and I'm gonna just rock with it. I'm gonna just keep going. You know. Yeah. What's uh What's on the vision board right now? Vision board is uh, Empire State Music and Arts Festival being the biggest thing. <laughs> Uh, festival-wise on the East Coast yeah. uh, in the next two or three years. Um, I definitely want to I, I definitely want to sign with one of these uh, tech label companies, um, but I also want to work in-house with one of them too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I think the balance of, I think for so long we have been like, you can only be an artist or yeah. you can only work yeah. in music. And you know what getting, I mean? That's getting, there's Venn diagrams now right. being being drawn and so i would love to be able to make money from my music but also be the events director for yeah. whatever company you know yeah, what i mean yeah, um, yeah that makes sense. and attack the industry from both sides because you know i think the pandemic showed us one thing it's stability is a real thing and there's nothing wrong with stability especially yeah. when you want a family you got people to take care of i just got engaged so i'm about to get married next year so yeah. hey you know what I'm <laughs> welcome to the club baby <laughs> <laughs> so it's like one of those things is i i, I want to be able to support the family no matter what yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean and you can never you can never plan things you know we make plans and god laughs at them but yeah. i think at the same time being able to support my family doing what i love and being in the industry bro that's that's all I can ask for. Yeah. And that's what I'm moving towards. So it cannot be overstated. I definitely always try to tell artists to try to get a hard skill as yeah. well. Like, yes, yes. Performing, being an artist is definitely a skill. Absolutely. But there should be also a hard skill to help you in whatever way it is, whether it's videography, event planning, uh, graphic design, something else. Absolutely. Just in case, because it's important and yep. that's what you're talking about like if you even if you do make it in music it's still going to be a time where you have to retire absolutely no matter which way you look at it and i think we're seeing a lot of artists go through that right now yeah. I, I think that's why you have people like k dot who separated who j coles and the drakes who they don't just do one thing they have yeah. all of these different companies and like all of these different things they can be involved in and nobody ever taught us that yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, we didn't know that until now. Yeah. And so these conversations that are happening are so important, man. Just so we have, you know, that um, that foundation to build off of, man, I, I think. And uh, so, yeah, I think you're totally right, bro. No, man, that's you. You set in the path like it's not. <laughs> honestly, you are an example for a lot of artists, bro, because I haven't met anybody that's honestly doing the event plan inside or the throwing yeah. their own shows, basically, like which would make sense. Like, why would you not be able to book yourself? Right. Like, if you were embedded into that culture, you right. should be able to do it. As an artist, you don't have to worry about waiting for somebody to book yeah. you. Set you can set it up. To success for yourself. Absolutely. I, I can honestly say in the last five years, I've opened for some amazing people and it was because I put it together. Shout out to Coda the Friend, the go. homie. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, Justin Love, okay. who wrote He's two-time Grammy winner. Mm. He uh, headlined for us this week. Wow. He, he wrote um, Focus. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's amazing. What a great spirit, bro. Like, amazing yeah. spirited dude. 
Um, but like just putting yourself in that position, I think it's important because if you're doing it, nobody can take it away from you. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, that's a cheat code. That's a cheat code. That is definitely a cheat code. Well, Carrie, thanks for pulling up on us. Absolutely, man. I appreciate appreciate y'all, man. Shout to y'all. Thank y'all for everything y'all are doing too, bro. I appreciate it for real. Thank you, bro. We're going to stay tapped in. Cedric Brazil. Yeah. Welcome to Not 97. What up, what up? Thank y'all for having me. I'm happy to be here. Welcome to Digilog Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you living? I'm doing good. I can't complain. I can't complain. You know, I'm happy to be here. I love New York. I love Digilog and just happy to meet people and connect. You know, yeah. I always wanted to be on this platform, so I'm excited oh, to hey, be here, y'all. So you already hey, know, you know, you know, man. just saying. We appreciate <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you. For thank real, for you. real, for uh, real. Before we fully get into it, do you want to just introduce yourself? Um, a little bit about like where you come from and, and what it is that you do. My name is Cedric Brazil. I'm an R&B artist. I'm from Florida. I've been singing my whole life, you know, so just been on the grind trying to make it happen for myself. You know, just released an EP earlier this year called What I Know Now and just pushing through with that. Got a deluxe yeah. coming soon after that to follow up. Bye. Just pushing through. What do you know now? Yeah. <laughs> Woo, what have you learned? I could write a book. I could write a book. <laughs> uh, I, what I can say is. I know you got to take things day by day and you got to, you know, have faith yeah. in whatever you're doing. Is that title brought on because you felt like, um, you know, in the, in the last year or so, you like got a lot of life lessons? Well, my first EP that I released in 2020 was called If I Knew Then. Mm. And that EP was about a relationship that was like if I knew the things that I needed to know after it was over, I wouldn't have gone through those things, the the, the toxicity and, and just the things that the made things. that the things that made <laughs> yeah, that relationship yeah. go downhill. So what I know now is like the growth from that point and who I am now. Like, okay, I won't make those same mistakes that I made then, you know, I've grown. Yeah, what do you look at like creatively? What has your evolution been like since that first project? Creatively, I think Making music for me was about just singing, but I, over the years, because I, I started writing like 100 songs and I just wanted to write before I released another EP. Just I wanted to just write. Yeah, and I wanted to find out what I like, what I don't like, who I am as an artist, who I am as a singer, what my style is. And after you write about 100 songs, you tend to, around like the 50 mark, you, yeah, yeah. you, you kind of figure I, I, out. I, know, I think I know what I'm doing Yeah, now. yeah, I think I got this, you know? So that's what, that's what it was for me. Yeah. Uh, we've talked to a bunch of artists today from from like all over Chicago, North Carolina, New Jersey, um, coming from Florida, what like, how do you think Florida has like shaped who you are as an artist? Oh, completely. Um, I'm really from Jacksonville, which is like 30 minutes away from Georgia. So I I'm, I have a Southern just background. So um, growing up, like I always tell people, I started singing in church, it's cliche, but then I, in high school, I got in a rock band and then, you know, the, countries everywhere so i had a, a influx of all these genres mm. just always around me and i love them all so i've always been the type of person that wants to incorporate it all into my music so even when you listen to my music you'll hear a guitar solo here and there on a couple mm, songs yeah. you'll hear some all different just a different influences because i love music and i just want to be able to be that kind of vessel who can just do something that inspires me you know and and moving forward can push the genre or sonically can push it forward yeah and doubling back to uh, your development, so when you actually are writing those songs and you are going through those things, do you feel like you have to have some type of emotional turmoil to yeah, create yeah, yeah. as an R&B artist? Because that's a little different from rap, where it's kind of, right. you could kind of 
finesse your way into not going through nothing and right. you make a song. But if you're going, I feel like R&B, you kind of have to be emotionally invested. I agree. I always tell people like, when I'm doing songs, I can't sing about something I haven't gone through. Yeah. Right. Because I don't feel like it's genuine. And, and, I, and I feel like for me personally, when I'm writing, I can give full context mm. about the situation because I went through it. And I don't want to sing something every night that isn't true who, to who I am, you yeah. know? Because a lot of people do that. They sing songs or create music and it's not genuinely who they are. And I don't want to do that. I want to I want to have music that people can relate to, you know, people yeah. that people can be like, whoa, I've been through that. They understand me, you know? Yeah. So I, so we might you might be a Frank Ocean where it's like, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I love Frank. Yeah. I, where it's like we might not hear from you for a while till you go through. <laughs> so, oh, my like, God. Hey, I ain't mad at that. Nah, but like uh, that's actually a good question. And I think about that with R&B artists a lot where I'm like, do you feel a pressure that you either have to be like in love or heartbroken? Like, can't you just make a song where you're like, I'm chilling? You can. And honestly, even if you don't want to make it emotional, you can always refer back to something in the yeah. past. You don't have to be going through something right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And I, and I, and I think that's a great thing, like just to make music that is relaxed and something that doesn't have to be yeah. too heavy. What if I'm in a good place? Right. And, and that's the, and it should reflect that. The yeah. music should always reflect that. Yeah. And I'm trying to get to that place yeah. personally. The, the argument is still though, like, cause we, we got some of your like references or your people that you like, like a Usher Confessions, right? Yeah. This album is great because of what he's talking about. <laughs> no, it's perfect. If, if, in a lot of R&B albums, you think about it, it's like, yeah, there's some good ones, but then the great ones are usually all sad. Like, They're connected some, to something. Like It's like the Mary J. Blige effect, I call it. Like Nobody wanted to hear her be happy. Yeah. Everybody was like, why the fuck is Mary J. Blige making happy songs? Like, right, right. We need to be sad again. Right, right. Um, so before we get off the Usher, yeah, about, I think we got to, yeah. you know, Usher, let's talk about Usher. How do you feel about, do you feel about Usher? Usher? You know, I'm an Usher stan, so I'm like super excited about it. I went to the Vegas show. I, I think it's, it's way overdue. So yeah, this is yeah. the perfect timing for him. So I'm excited to see that. And I, honestly, I feel like R&B needs that. I was needs like, that. I don't know. I can't. I don't know the last R&B artist that did that exactly. kind of thing, like exactly. big stage, like the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's yeah. bigger than him in a, to, to an extent yeah. because it's like he's carrying a genre on his back for this performance because we haven't had that yeah. for a very long time. And R&B has been taking the backseat for the last few years. So do you think I, Rashad and I have talked about this on Not Before when we've had some like, you know, sultry R&B artists that we played. Rashad has talked about wanting that singing in the rain with your shirt off. Yeah. R&B. Yeah. On the cover. Right. You, you got to be on the cover with that. Where did that go? Where did that, where did the short shirtless? I think it's still there. I think right. people just got to, you know, dig, dig a little deeper, you know, little dig deeper. a little deeper. But it's there. Yeah. It's definitely there. It's not as commercially available right. as it was, but it's still there. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. So, I, so you started, um, you started playing piano first? Yeah, I grew up playing piano when I was four. Started when I was four, four? and just growing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, so you're I, probably, you still play? No, I wanted to do uh, occasionally here yeah. and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to go back and just get a little bit more deeper and get my, like, my knowledge a little bit more deeper, you know? But, yeah, yeah I still love it. I can still work my way around a piano, so, yeah. At what what age did you kind of, like, um, find your voice and start leaning in on that? I've been singing before the piano. Oh, before like, the that's piano. That's why I did, Got that's you. why my family did the piano. They were like, you want to do music, so we're going to, make you play so that you can actually have an instrument as well yeah. other than singing but it's like literally the only thing i've ever been doing my entire existence yeah, so wow. yeah 
Yeah, and we I, we talked we talked about that earlier too, like getting the support from your family and how meaningful that is from an early very age. Very much, like, very much. Just letting you know, like building confidence from an early age. Exactly. I think that's one thing I'm very thankful for. And I tell people that like, I don't have that thing where my family's like, oh, you know, music, it's always been a support because they all know this is who I am. Like, and there's no way you can change that. Like I've been one, this is who I am. I'm synonymous yeah. with that in my family. So yeah. it'll never change. Yeah, I mean, if you're singing at three years old, Fam, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to put you like, come on, I can't deny Hilarious. it. It's already a exactly, gift. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you exactly. had the piano at four. I exactly. mean, I love it. I love it so much. I'm just picturing you on the little kid piano just going yes, to town. Yeah, I have a picture. I think I think it's still on my Insta Hell of yeah. me like at a recital, like suit and everything at Hell like six. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, man. I mean, so let's talk about what you got coming like let's yeah. talk about yeah, i know you single. just dropped the project yes. but you also have a single coming soon yes uh i just dropped the remix with uh jacoy called sexy lady remix from okay. one of my songs on the project cool. and i have a follow-up to that coming um it's gonna be a deluxe i'm gonna add some more oh, songs sick. i'm gonna add some more songs just to finish it out and close out that chapter so that next year i can really go full force with something a little different yeah that i'm excited for because i have so much music this is about what i feel like giving out right now right. you know to people no, that's fire, man. And so that, and then Life of the Party as well coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Come on, okay, man. Okay, you know, okay, we did our okay. research. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited for people to hear that song. It means a lot to me. It's also in that realm of like, because if the project's all about conceptually, just about a, a relationship and like finding love and finding yourself and who I am as a person. And this song's just about all the things I've gone through and trust issues and everything. So I really love the record. It's different for me sonically a little bit, but I think people are gonna really enjoy it. Yeah. Do you think, is this like, I know the first two projects were kind of like uh, the, the the beginning and, and and maybe the end, or is that the, is there a continuation of that story? Or is that like, you just closed the book on, on those two projects and now you can push forward? Um, I'm going to, well, with this deluxe, I'm going to fill in the gaps a little bit more for you. And then... But there's no trilogy. Who knows? Oh, who oh, knows? Oh. I always tell people that because oh. I've been writing the What I Know Now is the project. Like, I haven't figured everything out yet. So even though the project's there's called What I Know, know Now, yeah. there's so much more to know. Like, this is just where I am right now. You know what, what I thought I knew. What I thought I knew. <laughs> Come on, bars. He's he writing bars. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I might yeah. feel that. I can't wait to hear that life, the life of the party. That was yeah. my uh, senior superlative. So really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's hard. So hey, That's man, hard. I'm trying to hear what's up that. with that. That's so that. funny. That is. That is That's so funny. <laughs> but nah. um, one question I have, like you live in Florida right now. Yeah. Do you feel a pressure coming from Florida that you need to like? I think a lot of artists from small from mid markets or whatever right. feel a pressure that they need to go to New York or LA or Atlanta or Chicago. Yeah. Do you feel that pressure? That's a great question. Uh, people always ask me this. Well, people always ask me how the music goes in Florida and we have a lot of great talent, like beautiful talent, great talent, but I feel like it's very hard for it to be heard. Mm. And really early on, I mean, my manager, Dre, it was something I always tell him, like, I want to do things out, out of the state because I feel like if I'm going to stay here, we're just going to stay in this like cyclical thing yeah. and it's not going to, you know, and I love Florida, but I just feel like the, the opportunities aren't there. And you, for me, I feel like I have to make strides elsewhere to, and, it, and it's helped me because yeah. I've gotten so much further by stepping out, yeah. you know, so unfortunately, but I, I do feel like one day and I do want to be one of the catalysts for that change. Yeah. And it, and it allows you to like, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think Definitely also not. for, 
the real artists and the real ones that put on for their cities, it's like you can go out and you can always bring it back exactly, home. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and but, I'm, I'm even trying to think of like, what are some super notable R&B artists from Florida? Am we I- really don't, have, we have artists that sing like Ariana, um, Jason Derulo. Yeah, uh, you got think too. <laughs> uh, Camila like, Cabello. Um, R&B though. We do have them, but um, we have Dolce. Yeah, but she, you know, that's a good. That's a good one. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. Wait, so, and I'm sorry if I missed anybody, yeah. but I mean, it's we, really we've done some stuff with a group, not R&B, but called They Hate Change. That's from like the Gulf Coast. They ride for the Gulf Coast heavy, yes. and they're like yeah. very much like this sound that we have at the Gulf Coast is different from any sound anywhere. I love that, and I just fuck with that energy of yeah. being like, we are, like we are a product of this. And as far as we go, we're going to make it be known. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I feel like you have to do that. Yeah. Especially if you want to build that. Like, you, I don't, I think the goal for any artist, especially from Florida or any like mid market place, like you said, is to make something change. Like, cause right. you're not, if you, nothing, you can make it, but what, what, what do you have to say for yourself or yeah. show for it if nothing's changed or you didn't create for the next person behind you? Because like I said, there are so many super talented people, but it's so hard for their voice to be heard. Yeah. Facts. So, well, Cedric, we appreciate you pulling up on us. No, I appreciate you guys for allowing me to be on your platform. This Come is on, really man. fire. You, you make the good music, man. We yeah. just report on it, bro. But I love it, though. I love it, though. Without <laughs> you guys, artists wouldn't be able to share their voice. So, yeah, appreciate we, you guys. Stay tapped in with you. For sure. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. We'll talk. Thank and you. And we gonna, we're going to stay, uh, you know, we all on our learning journey. We all growing. And, As we uh, should be. And, uh, what I know now is not what I'm going to know yes. in six months. So right. in 2024, right. you might come back and you know what I'm saying? I might sit down in the, this is the live version, but you got to get you in the, in the office, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Let's and do actually, it. you know, get a full performance. Let's do it. More, you, you know do what it. Yeah. Oh, just say the word. All right. Yeah. Say, say no more. Word, say no more. Thank you, bro. Press Harris. Press. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to 997. Thank you Welcome for coming, bro. Welcome to DigiLog Day. Man, Welcome thank you to New all. York. How you living? I'm living good, man. I'm blessed. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for the opportunity. Excited to chat with y'all. Yeah. Before we get into it, you want to just introduce yourself real quick? A little bit about what you're doing, where you come from? Yep. I'm Prez Harris. I'm a hip-hop artist from Chicago. I like to, you know, blend in the music with funk, soul, dance, and uh, just have a good time while impacting people. So that's yeah. all about me. Chicago is a legendary city for music specifically. And uh, pizza. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. We don't get that a lot here in New York. So yeah, man, yeah. please nah, remind the people. You right about that. This, Chicago, New York got a little pizza yeah. beef, but it's all what, right. Uh, but what does kind of Chicago mean to you as an artist? Like, and, and being an artist from Chicago, like what does that represent for you? Man, it means everything. It means everything. Um, you know, I take legacy very, very seriously. And I take reputation, I take all that very seriously and knowing wherever I go, that's what I represent, you know? So I wanna make sure I represent Chicago in the best light possible because I'm gonna sing the praises wherever I go and I want people to see me, see excellence, and then know that that reflects on, on Chicago as a city. So it means a lot. And having all those legends and greats come before me, mm. I definitely take that seriously, so. Do, do you feel like it's a it's pressure from the grace that came before you or are you feeling like you you I mean, everybody wants to pave their own lane, of course, 
but do you feel any pressure from the city? I personally don't. You know, I, I don't look at it like that. I look at it as they paved the way. So it, to me, it's more so like I can do it because I know they did. Mm. You know, so I see it as an opportunity to put my name up there with those people. So yeah. that that's what I'm focused on. I know you recently dropped a project and went on tour. Uh, how has it felt kind of being out there and, and you know, performing? It's felt great. Um, it was a blessing to be able to bring the music to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Being able to see people react to it is very different than like putting it out. And then, you know, you see comments and stuff on right. social media or, you know, people text you and everything, yeah. you know what it means. But like you get live reactions of like people being like, man, that song touched me. Like, yeah. I got to go stream that song now. Or like we was doing merch like we did. the We got a shirt to say, don't give up. Mm. Right. And so we were doing that. And people would come up to me after I shared my story during the tour and they would be like, that really that really meant something to me. You know, I'm a teacher or, you know, I'm a single mom and they they resonated with the message. So that's what this is really about to me is is being able to have that impact in people's lives through the music. So that the experience from tour, being able to really see it was so meaningful to me. Do you um, do you feel like you like look at any of those like look at those songs differently now i would say so yeah i would definitely say so it's made me look at the creative process differently yeah in what so, way? so now i'll go into writing a song and i'll be thinking about wait how is this going to translate on stage yeah you know it, how is this going to move the crowds when can i cut the song out and everybody sings the words mm -hmm. you know so now i'm really thinking about how does this translate to a live performance as yeah. opposed to just sitting in the car and listening to the music. And I can imagine, you know, coming from pandemic into now, you probably didn't have that opportunity. So how has like that, uh, how's that transition been? Or like, has it been difficult to go in the studio and be like, all right, now that I've seen it, I got to change how I'm approaching the mic. Has that been hard or is it like, ah, I got this anyway? I would say it's been fun. I would say it's been fun because it's more about community now mm. where I was writing those songs in the pandemic and it was just me in my room, just pin the pad, right? Trying to figure it out. But now it's like, how do I make something that everybody feels? We in this yeah. space together and we just having a good time. So it's a lot more high energy songs. You know, it's a lot more just feel good mm. and like things that everybody can relate to and like sing along with. Yeah, I and, appreciate that. And we're going, we're doubling back to your performances and your shows. Now we got, I got hit you with the, your openings that you've done so far. <laughs> J Electronica, Sims, CJ Fly, B.O.B., you know, the list is, goes on. Can you talk about your process and getting in those spaces and- And what you, what you gain, like- Yeah, cause no one opens up for J Electronica essentially. Like, you know, it's a lot of situations that- A lot, a lot of people have not even- yeah, I've absolutely. seen Jay Electronica in the flesh before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, that was that was an incredible experience. Um, it was it was something where I had really been focusing on business and mm. making the right connections mm. on the, the live show space. And I locked in with a company that was doing some of these major shows mm. and would allow me to come in and open. And uh, Jay Electronica happened to be one of them. We did Metro. That's like one of the, the biggest venues in Chicago. So it was incredible to be able to do that and to witness him live right after 
Um, I think Chance was like with us in the VIP, and you know he Crazy. he definitely yeah showed love and everything. So it was it was wow. really cool to be able to do that. Um, my favorite personally was Bob. Like that crowd was just insane. Like what what year was this? What era was this? So this was like. Man, when was this? It had to be like 2011, 2012. Yeah, real, real. Yeah, peak B.O.B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just crazy. Like, I don't know. I hadn't I didn't know his fans was like that. Yeah. And they just came out and showed love to our set, too. And it was just it was love. It was love. It was a great time. I feel like at that time, B.O.B. was one of the few artists that had stands or like. Yeah, B.O.B. was next up. B.O.B. was next up. Yeah, definitely. I ain't gonna say well, he's still alive, like he's not dead. So he's still he's still out here. But like at that yeah, time, he it, was the guy. Yeah. Like everybody was trying to go see him live. Like that was underground was also very, very, Absolutely. very popular. Like live shows yeah. was going nuts in yeah. like 2011, 2012. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so can you talk about maybe how yeah, I didn't know that long ago, but from then to now, how have you developed as an artist and what have you taken away from yeah, all of the last those? Decade. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I developed a lot, um, and I'm sorry, I said 2011, 2012. I think it was more like 2016, Either so way. like four yeah, years later. Enough, so I'm, I'm wrong in that. But um, I think, you know, I just really like to hone in on getting better at music. So one of the things I'm really passionate about is songwriting. Mm. So I really focus on how do I get to be a better songwriter? How do I get to be better at creating music? So listening to a lot of music, really focusing on the skills, um, but just being tapped into the culture too. You know, what do people like? What What is going on in the industry? What is things shifting to? And not letting it affect me too much, right? Because you still want to be yourself and be authentic. Mm. But how do you make sure that you up with the times? Yeah. Right. In that respect, like, um, what are your insights? What, what is your uh, trend report? Yeah, what's, where, what's going on think, right now? Where you think yeah. shit's going? Nah, because everybody's saying Drake sounding too young, apparently. So <laughs> we don't, we, no one knows what's going on in the yeah, game. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. I've, I've definitely seen a lot in the past couple of weeks about like, we going back to lyrical hip hop and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I kind of wish we did in, in a sense, but I think everything has its space and everything has its time. And so it's like hip hop has been the biggest genre for so long. It's like, Maybe people just want something a little different. And so I'm, I'm really curious about just what we can create as maybe a subgenre, but maybe mm. just something different where we just take it to a whole different place. Right. And then really create something that's special to people, yeah. you know, which is the new hip hop or whatever. I think I, I've seen you talk about your sound as like kaleidoscope. Like there's a lot of different elements in it. Um, is that something that has been with you from the jump, like always kind of pulling sounds and, and elements from different genres into what you do? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm from Chicago, mm. right? So, you know, we love the house. We love dancing. Mm. My dad's a pastor. So the gospel music was in me from a, a, a shorty. So it was always listening to gospel. But my parents are also older. So they was listening to funk. They was listening to soul, you know, cool in the gang, Marvin Gaye, like all the Luther Vandross and everything. So coming up, that's what I'm listening to. And then I get into hip hop, you know, and I I was kind of late to it. I was in there like more so 2007, 2008. Wayne popping off, you know, Drake right behind him. 
So at that time, that's where I really started to find the love for hip hop. And then I already had the love for all these other genres. Yeah. So it was like, I like this, but I want to bring in other elements yeah. to it, too. Right. Yeah. Do, do you remember who put you on to your first like album or your first like, nah, this is that 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 thing. Like, I love hip hop now. And why did you, I guess, take that lane? And it was it more like connected to your personal life. And why would you not, I don't know, go soul or, you know, go gospel or whatever the case may be? Yeah, I'll give a shout out to uh, my my homie. His name, John, John Moran. Mm. So I went to boarding school and a lot of my close homies are, John, are from Moran? There. John Moran. Yeah, John, not Moran John Moran or John Moran? <laughs> yeah, John, like, I was like, oh, yeah, homie, yeah, no, 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 John no. Moran? You went, to, you went to school with him? Yeah, no, not John Moran. All John right. Moran. Yeah. So we, we were freshman year roommates mm. and he put me on to a lot of underground hip hop. So I was listening to a lot of mainstream, yeah. you know, all the Lil Wayne, T-Pain and all that stuff. And he started telling me about, you know, Wiz Khalifa. That's when he mm. was coming up, mm. you know, Mac Miller. And he was putting me on to like some people on the rise. And that's where I really started to grow in my um, knowledge of hip hop, but also my love for it. Yeah. So that time period, I mean, Kid Cudi, that was the first man on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, Special was, time. Yeah, we just went to the the Book of Hove exhibit. That was a uh, crazy blueprint three. Yep. Blueprint yeah. three was around that time. Yeah, what a uh, my beautiful dark twisted. Fantasy right after, yep, right after yep. That, yeah. My favorite Kanye album. Yeah, it was yeah, right after yeah. that. So that was a time period. And then Drake came up. Drake, my favorite artist, right? Or at least has been, you know. And so that was around the time he really started bubbling. Yeah. And that was the first time connecting with an artist. And I think everybody in our generation, we was feeling what he was talking about at that time, you yeah, know. So. Yeah. It, it was a special moment for me in music, for sure. Yeah. You, uh, you know, think you're, you mentioned your dad being a pastor, but also being in a very musical family. Um, did your parents, what did your parents think when you were like, I'm gonna do this for real? You know, my parents have always been supportive. Um, and I love them for that. Shout out to, shout out to mom and dad. Um, but they, they definitely rock with it, you know? And I think they really, um, think of me highly yeah. and they, they, they're they proud of me and they know whatever I put my mind to, I've thought about for a long time. Yeah. And, and I strategized and said, all right, this is what I really want to do. And they said, let's do it. You know, he had to come in with the PowerPoint. Like, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I got going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I still don't really curse or anything too much in the music. So they, they don't, you know, have that to trip over anything. So, you know, they, they rock with it. So I know you got a, a remix coming out and, and a deluxe. Yeah, so there's a song called Wrong Side on my Hourglass EP. And we said, we got to drop a remix to it. Like, beat is crazy. And everybody, that's like everybody's favorite song on the show, on the tour. Yeah. And so I put on three of my favorite Chicago artists. Fire. My friend Forever, Forever XX, uh, Linda Soul, female rapper in Chicago, and then Mother Nature. Uh, right. Yo, Mother Nature, Mother those are homies. Yeah, yeah, home. yeah, and they snap, they snap. So, you know, I'm super excited, it's fire. I'm gonna play it for y'all after this. Hell yeah. And, and uh, you know, we, we trying to do a lot with it, yeah. so. Well, yeah, we appreciate you. We're gonna stay tapped in for sure. Absolutely. Let us know anytime you're in New York. 
pull up on us. Most definitely. Yes, sir. Most and, definitely. And we appreciate you doing a real remix too. Like that's that's yeah. just fine. Yeah. Like just because that that's kind of a lost art. So I'ma definitely yeah. give you some kudos for that. I appreciate you. Yeah. Man, I yeah. love those. I used to love when they would put six, seven people on the remix. Come on, one blood like, remix. You man. need one of those. Yep, for real. For real. <laughs> so don't be surprised if I do that some more in the future. Fire. Um thank you, thank you bro. Man, appreciate y'all. Thank you. We had to do the on-air dap. Everybody did oh, yeah. the on-air dap. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely.